Welcome to the Doc Washburn Show, the show that talks about what you actually care about. The Doc Washburn Show streams live at noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central weekdays on the Podbean app, which you can download onto your smartphone. That's P-O-D-B-E-A-N and is available for download at Spotify, Apple, or wherever podcasts are available. The Doc Washburn Show is on Twitter and Facebook. You can email us at contact at docwashburnshow.com or call us at 866-609-3711. All right, I'll tell you what. This is episode 43 of the all-new Doc Washburn Show. It is Friday, December 10th. Yes, I was fired by one of the biggest radio companies in America, Cumulus Media, simply because I refused their vaccine mandate. Yes, it's obvious. Last November's presidential election was stolen. No, my old employer wouldn't let me say that on the radio. And yes, there's all kinds of evidence out there that a lot of people are having serious negative reactions to the vaccines. So this is a really different kind of talk show. We're unmasked, uncensored, and unfiltered. If you'd like to support what we do, go to our website, docwashburnshow.com, and click on the button that says Become a Patron. Now, we do have a guest coming up in a, in a couple of minutes who is, uh, well, he's been, uh, he's been suspended by Twitter for telling the truth about the China virus, but we'll get to that in a minute. First, let me just say, if you've tried to buy a car recently, you realize there's such a chip shortage, you may have a hard time finding what you're looking for. Now, I know people who have actually gone out on the Internet and bought vehicles from hundreds of miles away from where they live. That's where Red River Your Way comes in. Red River Your Way. It's a big old car dealership in the middle of the USA that believes in freedom. The freedom to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV the way you want to. You can buy online. They'll drive it to you no matter where you live. Red River Your Way wants to make your car buying experience as easy and transparent as possible. That's why they've added technology to their website that puts you in complete control of your payment options and allows you to complete the entire purchase process online. But don't worry. Red River experts are still here to help you every step of the way you have, if you have any questions. Red River makes it so easy. As you browse their selection, you'll see each vehicle has an Explore Payment Options button. Clicking that button guides you through a few easy questions that then create personalized payment options that you have full control over. All you have to do is adjust your preferences and all the math happens automatically so you can determine what monthly payment works best for your budget. Red River Your Way makes car buying online easy. Your whole car buying process is completely transparent. If you want to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV, order online from the nationwide car dealer that believes in freedom, the dealer that will deliver your vehicle to your front door no matter where you live, redriveryourway.com, you'll be Glad you did. All right. I don't know if you noticed. Jesse Smollett was found guilty on um, five counts yesterday. And um, a lot of people were saying that if he hadn't taken the stand, maybe he would just get uh, community service. But since he did take the stand, and lied through his teeth. 
maybe the judge and the jury are going to think, uh, hmm, yeah, let's, uh, let's give them some time. Let's give them some time. That's going to be interesting to see how that, uh, how that plays out. Uh, coming up momentarily, we'll be speaking with Matt Couch, uh, Arkansas's own the D.C. Patriot, about getting suspended from, uh, from Twitter simply for telling the truth. So we're looking forward to that. But this Jussie Smollett thing, buddy, I got to tell you, a lot of us thought he was trying for jury nullification, like he wanted somebody on the jury to go. Okay, here. All right, so I answer the phone. All right, Matt Couch, are you there? I am here, Doc. How are you, sir? Fantastic, fantastic. Doing great. Uh, look, Matt Couch is a purveyor of the DCPatriot.com, and we welcome him to the show. By the way, DC the, the DCPatriot.com has all kinds of cool patriotic t-shirts, hats, and coffee mugs. And uh, my, my hat is off to Matt because before he ever got politically involved, he actually had a job in the real world doing sales, doing management, whereas I'm just a washed-up DJ impersonating a talk show host. And I never had a job out there in the, in the real world to speak of. Uh, anyway, check out the T-shirts, hats, and coffee mugs over at thedcpatriot.com. Matt, thank you so much for coming on the program. Um, obviously, the, the, the big news in, in your world is being suspended by Twitter. Um, what did you say that in like, sir? You know, I, I really uh, didn't say anything. In fact, I didn't even write the article. Um, one of my, uh, a buddy of mine who owns the Freedom First Network, Jeff Dornick, uh, wrote the article. You know, he writes for our website, the DC Pager, with some other folks like Mindy Robinson, you know, and some others. And, yeah. Um, and and literally, uh, it was an article. Basically, just he inter- he did an interview on his show uh, with uh, Doctor uh, Vladimir Zelenko, and basically, it was just you know kind of a transcript of the uh, of the interview, and then um, the, the the link to the show on Rumble. That was literally it. And wow. uh, I shared that. I got a basically, I got a warning, or I guess a, a locked account. And then an indefinite suspension back-to-back within a matter of seconds. Wow. Um, well, what, what did Dr. Zelenko say you think that troubled them so much that they thought, well, we got to shut this down? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. Um, I'll pull that up right now for you. I mean, over it, it's, you know, the, we kept the article up, you know, on the DC Patriot. I'm just, you know, I'm blessed at this point, Doc. I've got some amazing followers. I had about... 600,000, you know, on Twitter uh, at the time when they, they did the suspension. But wow. uh, I'm just, yeah, I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, just blessed that my followers have followed me to other platforms like Gitter and Gab, you know, and Telegram and yeah. and, uh, and and things like that. But it's, um, uh, you know, the, the, the basically it was, it was about COVID, obviously. Sure. You know, you, you're not allowed to, you know, you're not allowed to, to mention the mighty COVID uh, in, under any circumstances according to the big tech overlords and then the pharmaceutical companies. Yep. But that's basically, you know, uh, I'm going to pull the article up for you here. I'm, I'm in my office. So it's sure. got like four screens. Which sure. Means I'm, 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 a, I'm a man. So if the women are la- uh, listening, they can laugh. I'm a, men are horrible multitaskers. <laughs> so I'm giving a secret, <laughs> a trade secret away there, you know? Um, Look, I won't but, say anything uh, if you don't. <laughs> exactly. Right. Um, that's one thing I've noticed uh, as I get older, you know, and I'm a single dad, I've got two daughters. I'm like, man, I am terrible at this multitasking thing. 
but yeah, I mean, you know, Zelenko is, is very well respected. You know, he's an actual doctor. You know, he's been on the forefront of, you know, studying and investigating COVID-19. Yeah. You know, his research, you know, has shown that it's, a, I mean, at this point, it doesn't matter what side of the political aisle you're on. If you don't think this is a, bi- a bioweapon, Doc, you know, when you look at gain-of-function research, they've proven all that. The, you know, Rand Paul, Ted Cruz, all these guys have lit Fauci up like a candle. This is, you know, gain-of-function research is, you know, biological, chemical, whatever you want to call it. It's, it's, it's warfare. Yes. And, and this is what was unleashed on the world and the American people. Why we're not calling it that, I have no idea. Uh, why the government still refuses to call it that, I have no idea. Um, but basically, you know, he... You know, he put out different things, you know, uh, uh, he, you know, he's mentioned, you know, of course, HCQ, hydroxychloroquine. Sure. Um, you know, he, he's mentioned the initial protocol, which, you know, saved countless lives. You know, and the protocol, I think, if I'm correct, you know where I'm going with this probably, Doc, it's, you know, taking, you know, quercetin, vitamin A, vitamin D, vitamin C, vitamin B. Absolutely. You know, multivitamins, you know. I mean, you know, who would have thought that sitting in the sunshine for 30 minutes and taking multivitamins and healthy things like vitamins would, would make you better? I mean, it's just kind of common sense stuff, but for whatever reason, uh, they hate preventative medicine now. Right. Uh, they're attacking any doctor who wants to do preventative medicine. They're, uh, I'm shocked they haven't targeted GNCs and vitamin shops around the world at this point. They'll get to it. They'll get to it. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, you know, and, and, and ivermectin, I mean, Matt, I've got, a, I've got a son in his 20s down in Florida, and a few months ago got a text from him saying, Dad, please pray for me. I've got uh, COVID. I haven't been able to eat uh, solid food in, in five days. I'm like, wait, what? So I called our family doctor down in Panama City, a guy named uh, Dr. Daniel Dobby. He prescribed hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, and a, uh, a, a steroid to try to make it work faster. The CVS Pharmacy in Niceville, Florida, slow walked my son almost 24 hours. By the time he got the meds, he was gasping for air. I think we might have almost lost him. But, but by the grace of God, he was able to, you know, choke the meds down. You're supposed to take ivermectin with some kind of food and it's all he could do to get a little bit of, you know, ramen noodles and crackers going. But after a few weeks, he was a hundred percent again and no underlying, uh, conditions, uh, not obese or anything. He he was, you know, in the gym all the time, healthy. So yeah, the China virus, it's real. But so, right. so is the fact, and of course, you and I are both in the state of Arkansas. Right. So, so is the fact that so many doctors and hospitals are refusing to treat it. And that's a scandal. That, that's the big problem, Doc. You know, honestly, and you know, and we can, you know, we know hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin work. I mean, we've seen it from everybody from, you know, your son to Joe Rogan and Dana White. I mean, all of everyone is, yeah. is beating it quickly and handily with ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. But you know, just, let's just say we even take those two out of the equation. Yeah. Why aren't we writing prescriptions for amoxicillin, uh, doxycycline, z packs I mean, this is yeah. almost criminal what we're seeing done to the American people. You know, if you don't like ivermectin, you don't like hydroxychloroquine, and you want to play that political card as a doctor, that's great. But there is no reason if someone is that sick that you're not writing them antibiotics like, like amoxicillin and doxycycline that have been around for decades, that you're not writing them a Z-Pak, you're not giving them a steroid shot, you're not giving them something, uh, you know, God forbid, you know, I hate to break it to people, but when, like, you know, your son is there, like, when you can't breathe, it's okay to kind of break protocol, you know, and write some histonex or codeine and stop the coughing so these people can get some rest and get better. Yeah. It, it's sickening what we're seeing. This is not, 
um, these people signed up to save lives, not play politics. And it's, um, and I don't know, you know, I don't make 900 grand a year as a specialist or a doctor like some of these guys do. They have a lot to lose, but I sure wouldn't want to look at my creator, and, you know, when it's my time and know that I had purposely cost people lives because I was worried about my job, if that makes sense, Doc. No, that makes a lot of sense. We're talking to Matt Couch, uh, purveyor of thedcpatriot.com. Um, we had a family friend. Uh, she was a, a, a family law attorney in Little Rock, Arkansas, and uh, she had uh, pretty bad symptoms and went to a large hospital in Little Rock, uh, tested positive for COVID, and they sent her home. Wouldn't admit her, didn't wow. give her anything, just sent her home. Three or four days later, her daughter had to drive her back in, and the response was, oh, we're so sorry. You missed the three-day window uh, for treatment um, for COVID, and um, – you know, um, wow. so we're, we'll just admit you and uh, give you a bed and eventually put her on a ventilator, and three weeks later, she was dead. Um, unbelievable. It, it is. It is unbelievable, and it's criminal um, what they're doing, and, and, we, and I don't understand why this is. Well, I do. I mean, there, there's a lot of money at stake. You know, um, so you're in northwest Arkansas, right? Yes, sir. Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah, and I'm in Little Rock. Okay, so there's a Surgeon General of the state of Arkansas, a guy named uh, Dr. Gregory Bledsoe, who's actually running for lieutenant governor of Arkansas. And I had him on when I was still doing the local talk radio show in Little Rock. I had him on a few months back. Um, it was shortly after uh, Arkansas Governor Aza Hutchinson was on. Um, he had a, he had a, a, a COVID-19 town hall meeting in Siloam Springs, and people were yelling at him because people, right, people right. going to the hospital and, and not giving therapeutics. And Aza thought that was odd, apparently. He said, well, of course they're giving therapeutics. He said, right? And he turned to this hospital administrator who said, not presently, sir, no. And Aza's like, what was that? As if he didn't hear him. But, so I had the Surgeon General on, and, and I said, look, um, why don't you use your bully pulpit and and make an announcement to the healthcare establishments, the hospitals, the doctors of Arkansas say, please treat COVID patients. Please give them some therapeutics. And his response just floored me. He said, Well, look, the doctors in Arkansas are really smart. The hospitals are doing a great job. They're not sitting around waiting to hear from me, you know, about about what they should should do with COVID patients. Wow. And I'm like Okay, so you run the emergency room in Russellville, right? He said, yeah. I said, what is standard operating procedure if uh, someone presents to your ER with COVID, um, with symptoms, and, um, you know, and, and they show up at your ER. He said, oh, we don't have standard operating procedure. It's a case-by-case -case basis. We leave it up to the doctors. I'm like, oh, my goodness. I just couldn't believe it. And, and then, but he was talking about how wonderful monoclonal antibodies are for people who qualify. And the part right, about. Right. For, you have to qualify. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That, that part kind of went by me for people who qualify until a nurse told me a few days later, um, unless you're over 65, have some kind of comorbidity, uh, you're African-American, 
I don't know whether ethnicity has to do anything, but, you know, so in other words, if you're a white guy, 50 years old, been healthy all your life, but now you got a real bad COVID, they're not going to, they're not going to prescribe it to you. You don't qualify. Too bad. And uh, <laughs> I was just like, I, I, I was flabbergasted. I couldn't believe it. Um, so there are a lot of conspiracies out there. People are like, uh, well, the globalists are trying to depopulate us. It's population control. They think 8 billion people in the world is, is too many. They want to get down to four or 500 million, and they don't have, care how quickly we get there. Other people are like, well, you know, it's all those billions. You know, uh, Pfizer and Moderna and, and Johnson Johnson are making all those billions, and, and so money talks. Um, it, it could be a could be a combination of both, but what we do know is the fact checkers, whether Facebook or Twitter or wherever, are are trying to shut down independent voices like you and me. Yes, sir. Yeah, they they really are, and you know, and and you brought up there too that the pharmacy boards are also now attacking the doctors. I've had multiple positions in Northwest Arkansas. I won't name them because I don't. I want them to be able to keep treating patients and saving lives. Yeah, but they, uh, you know, they've had you know, pharmacists call them and go, well, what are you prescribing this for? And, and the doctors are like, wait a minute, can you show me your medical degree? And the, the pharmacist will say, well, what's it for? And like, Shut up and fill the prescription. That's what the doctors are telling them. Yeah. And, and so it's, it's just a, it's a sickening level. But, you know, what we're talking about right now, as you know, is, is taboo. It's frowned upon. Um, they they want to shut guys like us up. Um, the, the narrative, I mean, does anyone find it funny that a new variant comes out? just as they authorize the jab for five to 11 year olds and the new variant supposedly affects what five to 11 year olds. And, and, and the Omicron uh, apparently <laughs> is only targeting vaccinated people. Number one. Uh, that must be our fault too, right? Doc, the unvaccinated, it's our fault that it's targeting vaccinated people. Gotta be, gotta be. Oh, oh. <laughs> and, and before I forget, it has the, um, the symptoms of a mild cold. But they're freaking out like, oh, my goodness, this is the end of the world, you know? It's- I mean, does anyone remember when Michael Jordan played with the flu and won a championship? I mean, yeah. this generation, I mean, uh, can you imagine uh, Can you imagine a Michael Jordan or that generation, you know, those, those Bill Lambeer, the, the, that old school generation, those guys, you know, Dennis Rodman back in the day? Yeah. If, if you said you can't play with the flu, what they would have said to you? Or, you know, for, for that matter, the idea, and we've been hearing this for a year and a half, you can have the Wu flu, the China virus, but not have any symptoms, but still pass it on to somebody else, and they can become <laughs> deathly ill. I mean, if we're going to make the mental leap that you have a disease, but you never develop any symptoms, then there would never be a reason to stop wearing masks, you know? Correct, correct. And, and it's a psychological thing, too. It's, it's a psychological, you know, warfare-type situation to where, you know, it's all about control. They're trying to see how much people will endure, what will they push back on. Um, they're, it's a guinea pig run right now, as you know, Doc. And, and unfortunately, so many Americans and, and many of them conservative have failed this test. Uh, people want to attack the, the radical left. And I'm not saying that the left's not to blame here, but, the real issue in this country to me, and I may hurt some feelings here and I'm not trying to, it's going to be honest, is conservatives not stepping up. You know, we need a lot more Doc Washburns, we need a lot more Matt Couches, a lot more Scott Presslers. There's people out there that 
that are stepping up and fighting for this country. But if Christians and conservatives in America were standing up and saying no more, we're going against the tyrannical school boards and didn't let them infiltrate the school boards and the city councils and local governments. That's what they were doing all that while we were all living the good life, thinking America's great the last 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. And realistically we've caused this. I mean, we don't, nobody wants to be blamed for anything or take responsibility, but Christians and conservatives, we need to all raise our hands because our lack of effort and fight in the last three decades has really caused where we're at right now. In my opinion, there's no question about it. So, let me ask you something about the um, about the censorship. Now, websites like Facebook and Twitter have been enjoying protection from lawsuits because under something called Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act, they keep claiming they are platforms instead of publishers. But it seems to me that every time a social media website suspends or bans someone for speech, Twitter or Facebook doesn't like, they're proving their publishers instead of platforms. Can you kind of try to explain this whole issue for my listeners? No, absolutely. And that's, um, you know, you, you probably said it better than I honestly could. I don't think anyone really understands it. You know, uh, honestly, Doc, I mean, it's basically they're protected. They claim they are not, uh, you know, they claim they're not publishers, yeah. But they are literally censoring things they don't agree with, which would basically make them what? A publisher. Right. Um, you know, if you say, look, this guy can post X, Y, and Z about the coronavirus. This guy can post X, Y, and Z about, you know, therapeutics for it. This guy, we don't like his therapeutics. We don't like his knowledge. Uh, you know, even though he, he may be, uh, let's throw a Dr. Samadhi out there, the number one prostate doctor in the world, right? Yeah. You know, what, what does he possibly know? Or Ben Carson, who is a world-renowned neurosurgeon, you know, it's amazing. You know, they immediately go, oh, well, you know, uh, Dr. Fauci. I mean, like, really, Dr. Fauci hasn't practiced medicine in an actual hospital in decades. Yeah, right. You know, whereas, whereas the guys I mentioned, you know, Dr. Samadhi is still the number one prostate doctor in the world in New York and still does practice and run rounds every day. You know, Ben Carson practiced for years. But my point is, they're silencing Samadhi. They're silencing Dr. Carson. And but then they're letting these fact checkers say whatever they want who have no medical degrees. Yeah. Um, someone from Reuters, for example, right? Or Reuters, however you say it. I'm, I'm from Arkansas. I probably said that wrong, right? Ah! Well, we, we pronounce things differently in Arkansas. It's, it's, it's Nevada instead of Nevada. It's El Dorado instead of El Dorado. I had to get used to that when I, when I moved here seven years ago. Um, no, you, you're, you're right. They, they, they do want to silence uh, voices that... Uh, that they disagree with, and, you know, uh, years and years ago, uh, I thought liberals were championing free speech and, and uh, you know, took a, a dim view of censorship, but now it's, it's a 180. Um, they, they don't want, I, I guess, you know, I guess part of it is they realize they can't win in the court of public opinion. They can't win you know, at the ballot box, which is, you know, why they had to steal the election in 2020. Um, so they're all about the, the heavy hand of the state trying to censor people and trying to make people uh, obey. I mean, I thank God I'm, I don't live in a blue state. No, no, a- amen, amen. And, 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 and that's, that's honestly, we're blessed where we're at. Uh, unfortunately, Northwest Arkansas is kind of turning into little Austin, Texas up here. It's not uh, 
not the same place I grew up and was born in. It's really became liberal in Northwest Arkansas because of, you know, Walmart and Tyson and J.B. Hunt and all the uh, the young liberals they recruit in to come in and work here. They they try to turn it into a uh, a Google like area, if that makes sense. We're like a Google campus in Northwest Arkansas, but we're um, all thank God is still conservative. The Section 230, the line that's important, Doc, by the way, is no provider or user of in of an interactive computer service shall be treated as the publisher or speaker of any information provided by another information content provider. Well, if you're limiting that or saying that can't be published, does that not make you a publisher? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, 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 and I guess the point of it is if you are designated legally as a publisher, then you open yourself up to lawsuits um, because you don't have that, that protection that a platform would, if, if I understand this correctly. I believe you're right. And, and, you know, if were to, you know, to publish something that, you know, they didn't like or that, you know, that you could sue, you, you know, for, for slander or libel or something like that, right? Uh, you're kind of breaking up on me there for, for a minute, Matt. I'm sorry. Try it again. Oh, no, no, sorry. Uh, so, basically, it's, it's, it's something that would basically, um, it, it would keep them from being, you know, being sued by somebody for, for slander, libel, something along those lines. Yeah, yeah. So, so... Is it your understanding that you're that you're banned permanently from Twitter? As far as I know, um, yes. Uh, that's messed up. That's messed up. Um, now you've mentioned, of course, there are a number of uh, conservative alternatives to Twitter, and of course, you know. Majority of people who may be listening to us are like Twitter. I've never been on Twitter. What? Why are you guys, you know, going on and on about Twitter? Uh, because, for better or for worse, right now, for people who are news aggregators like Matt Couch and like me, uh, Twitter's where we go for breaking news. Uh, Twitter is where we go to have um, vigorous and frank exchanges with people who disagree with us. Um. There, like you say, there are a number of other places to go. There, there's MeWe, there's Getter, there's Gab, there's uh, Parler, uh, there's BitChute, there's Rumble. Um, but since there, are, and, and and a couple, I'm sure I'm I'm forgetting. Mines, I think, is one you're on. Um, yes, yeah, yes, sir. But uh, but since there are so many of them, since there are so many of them, um, you know no one has really stepped up into the forefront as the place to go um, that has taken uh, Twitter's place. So I, I think it's, you know, it, it's really dra a drag when, when somebody like you or somebody like Donald Trump you know, gets blocked on Twitter, gets permanently banned. And uh, I don't know, maybe you should talk to uh, the former president about doing a class action lawsuit. I, I definitely am interested in, possibly suing them. You know, I mean, that's, uh, that's something that, you know, I've talked with uh, you know, some of my attorneys about. Um, we'll see where it goes and, and see what happens with this. I know Truth Social is going to launch in March. I believe that's their plan, March or April. So I think that's going to be huge. That's, the, that's President Trump's platform with the Trump Media Technology Group. And, um, you know, and then you look at Gitter, you know, Jason Miller, Trump advisor is the CEO of Gitter. Uh, it's a very, very good uh, platform and does very well. It looks a lot like Twitter. Yeah. Uh, growing rapidly. 
but there's so many, like you said, there's Cloud Hub, there's Mayway, there's Gab, Telegram. My gosh, I'm, I'm, I'm Parler is still up. Uh, there's 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 certain ones out there. I'm still on Facebook. You know, it's it's amazing. I'm still ver- I'm verified on all three of my pages on Facebook. Uh, I have no issues there, but you know, Twitter bans me. So it, it, it's it's not even uh, it, it's not there's no uh, rhyme or reason to what they're doing at this point. They're just kind of you know cherry picking what they want to get rid of or who they want to get rid of. Yeah, it is it is outrageous. It's it's ridiculous. Well, Matt Couch, uh, again, the website is thedcpatriot.com. All kinds of cool patriotic T-shirts, hats, and coffee mugs there just in time for Christmas. Uh, Matt, brother, we appreciate you coming on the program. We're both in the same state, so we've got to get together one of these days. We need to do that, my friend. We need to uh, need to grab some, some dinner. I need to come down your way, and uh, you, you guys have a really good uh, Brazilian steakhouse down there in Little Rock. We need to go check that out sometime. Yes, absolutely. All right. Well, let me know, brother. Appreciate you. God bless you, Matt Couch. Hey, God bless, Doc. Thank you, sir. Have a great day. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. All right. Um, Jussie. The clown Jussie. Found guilty yesterday. Five charges, right? Five charges. Coming up. I got some things to say about... uh, about Jesse coming up. All right, first of all, talking about the heavy hand of uh, government control, I'm sure you remember back in 2009 when uh, Nancy Pelosi talked about uh, Obamacare, and she said, well, we're just going to have to pass it so you can see what's in it. And they lied to us. They called it the Affordable Care Act. All right, let me ask you. Did the so-called Affordable Care Act make your health care more expensive? Does your health insurance premium feel like a second mortgage? Does your sky-high deductible prevent you from going to the doctor? Do your sky-high copays keep you from going to the doctor? Now, if you answered yes to any of those questions, you need to get a hold of my buddy Art Wilborn over at his website, My familyhealthplan.com when you go to myfamilyhealthplan.com first thing you see is the big words affordable plans yeah save 30 to 50 percent on premiums personalized health coverage low to no deductible no copays people see this and they're like yeah i want some of that Right under those words, a little button that says schedule call now. You just click on that little button. And my buddy Art Wilborn takes it from there. That's pretty neat, man. Save 30 to 50% on premiums, personalized health coverage, low to no deductible, no copays. And it gets better. Unlike Obamacare, you're not forced to pay for things you don't want to pay for. You're not forced to cover things that you want to cover. You know what I'm saying? A lot of us have a, a deep moral revulsion at things like uh, 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 abortion because of our deeply held religious beliefs. No worries. With myfamilyhealthplan.com, you don't have to cover stuff like that. Also, 
When you go to MyFamilyHealthPlan.com, you book a free consultation. My buddy Art Wilborn makes sure there are no gaps in your coverage. Doesn't get any better than this. Save 30 to 50% on premiums, personalized health coverage, low to no deductible, no copays. Save money on your insurance at MyFamilyHealthPlan.com. You'll be glad you did. You'll be so glad you did. All right. Now, does anybody remember Jussie Smollett with Robin Roberts on Good Morning America back when he was first trotting out this ridiculous story that he made up? He was found guilty on five charges of yesterday in Chicago. It was something like this. Why do you think you were targeted? I can just assume. I mean, I come really, really hard against 45. He didn't want to say Trump's name, so he called him 45. I come really, really hard against his administration. And I don't hold my tongue. I want to ask you about Jesse Smollett. I think that's horrible. Uh, It doesn't get worse, as far as I'm concerned. Were you aware that he made that statement? I saw it. I don't know what to say to that, you know? Um, You know, I appreciate him not brushing over it. And there is no doubt in your mind what motivated this attack. I could only go off of their words. I mean, who says empire this maga country ties a noose around your neck and pours bleach on you and this is just a friendly fight i will never be the man that this did not happen to mm. i am forever changed and i don't subscribe to the idea that everything happens for a reason but i do subscribe to the idea that we have the right and the responsibility to make something meaningful out of the things that happened to us, good and bad. Now, let me just say this about that. So Robin Roberts, somebody said Robin Roberts is a better actor than Jesse Smollett. <laughs> yeah. Somebody said Robin Roberts is a better actor than Jesse Smollett, right? Because, let's face it, this whole thing was ridiculous, and she knew. She knew this whole thing was ridiculous. But when folk want to believe something, Right? They just act like, oh well. Oh well. So, I got to tell you, I think it's kind of funny because, like I say, I've been reading a lot about this. And it didn't make any sense to me whatsoever. 
knowing that the evidence is overwhelming that he made it all up, that he decided to take the stand in his own defense. And so what people were saying was he was looking for jury nullification. He was looking for one person on that jury to go, well, I don't care if he made it up or not uh, because you know, I relate to him because he's black. And I'm just going to let him walk. But that's not what happened, is it? That's not what happened. So good morning, America, ABC News. Robin Roberts, George Stephanopoulos, the whole crew this morning, they acted like it didn't happen last night. They acted like, Jesse who? Trial? What? What are y'all talking about? They ignored it. MSNBC ignored it last night, too. Every cotton-picking show they did. Rachel Madcow and all the rest of them ignored it. It was not news. Isn't that crazy? But you know who didn't ignore it? And this is back in 2019. Who didn't ignore it? <laughs> I got to play this again. We played this a couple of weeks ago. Charles Barkley. No, I got Chappelle coming up. I got Dave Chappelle coming up. Charles Barkley didn't ignore it. They call him Chuck. He does a show called Inside the NBA with uh, Shaq and uh, Ernie Johnson Jr. And y'all forgive me. I can't remember the other guy's name. But uh, they were talking about basketball, you know, which has nothing to do with Jesse, but Charles found a way to work it in. They talk about whether the uh, the Lakers were going to make the playoffs or not. And sometimes when uh, Barkley would make um, a prediction which Ernie thought was dubious, well, Ernie would get out a post-it note, write the prediction down, and walk over from the set to a wall where he would put the post-it note up with other post-it notes of dubious Charles Barkley um, predictions. So I'm just kind of trying to give you the, the audio for the video because we are, of course, and an audio uh, medium. Anyway, um, so let's let's play some of this because it was so funny. It was so funny. And then we'll have Chappelle, who is also very funny. So let's go. I don't think they want to get in the playoffs and play the war to get stumped in the first round. That's what I truly believe. So I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. Well, they're going to make it competitive, but they will not get in the playoffs. Well, I'm you gonna, got to say what no, you're he, going to say. He's, he's, writing, he's writing down your comment about the Lakers not making the playoffs okay. so it could go on the wall. And the Sacramento will. The Sacramento so will. Don't you want to say what sure. you have to say? Yeah, I, I, I was going to go that. with. I was going to go with Houston as Ernie goes over there. I, I was going to talk about <laughs> Ernie. What, yeah, what's the most ridiculous one over there that's still living that you would say has no chance of happening? Um, two, two, two black guys beating the black guy up. 
and have uh, a back. That's that's not that's not on here, man. Uh, the Clippers, well, the Clippers will not make the playoffs. And uh, what kind of hats they have on show? Magus, Magus hat. I think that's probably. I think that's probably it. Okay. The Lakers will not make the playoffs. The Kings will is the latest edition. Go ahead, Kenny. I can't Chuck, believe you, Chuck. You with cash. Chuckster. You paying with Chuckster. cash or you write him a check, Chuck? <laughs> Never break. Hey, America. America. Chuckster. How? America. Let me just tell you something. What's that? Uh, do not commit crimes with checks. <laughs> Come on, man. You cannot. If you're going to break the law, do not write a check. Because you're writing a check that what? No. Behind cash. <laughs> Yo, man, you can't cash up. Hey, <laughs> get cash, man. <laughs> I never used the ATM. Now, you can only, I heard you can only get $200 out of the house. Charles, stop, literally. Stop. Stop. <laughs> you're going to make a lot of stop to the ATM. <laughs> Uh, uh, <laughs> but she said, Chuck, America. America, if you do go not to- write checks when you commit illegal activity. Uh, I cannot believe that we completed, we touched them all right there. Circle the bag. Hey, oh. he just said he touched every pillow. <laughs> he just said the Lakers would make the playoffs. <laughs> Jesse said that. America. Hey, Jack, don't come in. Jesse, Jesse, you wasted all that damn time and money. You, you know what you should have did? What was that? Just went out in the Liam Neeson neighborhood. You could have solved all your best problems. <laughs> now, see, here's the funny thing. Here is the funny thing. Jesse and or his defense attorneys, they want to turn it into a racial thing, right? But a whole lot of black Americans weren't buying that. Including people like Charles Barkley and Shaq. And I believe the... Who was the other guy's name inside the NBA? That's going to that's gonna drive me crazy now. Because we, we got... We got Chappelle coming up. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. I think it's beautiful. I think it's beautiful that a multi-ethnic jury in Chicago found him guilty. Five out of six. I think that's fantastic. Kenny Smith, that's that's the name of the other guy, Kenny Smith. Anyway, um, so the Robin Roberts interview that I played for you, the great Sean Davis, co-founder of the Federalists, said if ABC News had any credibility, Robin Roberts would no longer have a job as a result of that garbage interview. Clown propaganda from a clown propagandist. That's true. But again, ABC, Good Morning America, ignored the Jussie Smollett trial despite giving sympathetic interview in 2019. Lindsey Cornick has a, a story over at Fox. ABC, Good Morning America. 
ignoring the trial. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. All right. Um, <clears throat> anybody remember Rick Grinnell? He was Trump's ambassador to Germany, and then he was acting director of national intelligence. He said, Monday, I asked where ABC's Robin Roberts was, and then the next day she blocked him. He says, Roberts thinks her fake interview with Jesse Smollett should not be critiqued. Good morning, America and ABC have a credibility problem, and Robin Roberts can't block it away. You know what Jesse said? I will never be the man that this did not happen to. Yeah, you will. Because you are, because it didn't. This guy, they need to throw the book at him. I I, I understand that um, Andy McCarthy was on with Brett Baer yesterday, and Brett Baer said, you know, he could get three years for this. And Andy McCarthy said, actually, he could get three years for each charge. So... I think it'd be great if they give him 15 years in prison. This guy has no remorse. He still says it really happened. Just nuts, man. Just nuts. All right, we got it. We got to bring uh, Dave Chappelle in here. Um, Mr. Chappelle is thought by many to be the greatest living comedian. In American, especially since Norm passed. Um, Norm said Chappelle is just top of the heap. Now, a lot of us were like, yeah, I, I wish he just didn't cuss so much, you know? So we, we had to, you know, bleep out some of the cuss words. Because that's, you know, it's just not the way we roll on the Doc Washburn show. I'm reminded of when the movie Rain Man came out with Dustin Hoffman and, and Tom Cruise. And uh, I told my mother, hey, Mom, when, when they put it on TV and, and, and bleep out the cuss words, you got to see it. You're going to love it. Anyway, Dave Chappelle on Jussie Smollett. Just afraid of being attacked. Happens to the best of us. Don't ever forget what happened to that French actor. You know what I'm talking about? Juicy Smouillet. He's a very French, very famous French actor. Y'all never heard of Juicy Smouillet? Juicy Smouillet is an actor from France. And he became famous on a show called Empire. One night, he was in Chicago late at night. He was the victim of a racist and homophobic attack. You see, Juicy Smouillet is gay and he is black, not just French. Oh, it was a crazy story. 
Apparently, when he was walking down the street late at night, two white men came out of the shadows uh, with MAGA hats on, beat him up, tied a rope around his neck, called him all kinds of niggas, and, and put some bleach on him and ran off into the night. This was like international news. And everybody was furious, especially in Hollywood. It's all over everybody's Twitter feed and Instagram page. Justice for Juicy and all this shit. <laughs> the whole country was up in arms. He was talking about it all the time on the news. And, and for some reason, uh, African Americans, we were like oddly quiet. <laughs> we were so quiet about it. The, the gay community started accusing the African-American community of being homophobic for not supporting him. What they didn't understand is that we were supporting him with our silence. <laughs> because we understood that this it was clearly lying. <laughs> None of these details added up at all. He's walking down the street in Chicago and, and, and uh, white dudes come up to him and say, hey man, aren't you that from Empire? Does that sound like how white people talk? I know white people. They don't talk like that. Are you that from Empire? They would never say that. It sounds like something that I would say. If you're racist and homophobic, you're not even going to know what it's you can't watch Empire. <laughs> Black people never feel sorry for the police, but this time we even felt sorry for the police. Can you imagine if you was a police veteran taking this kid's police report? Okay, Mr. Smoulier, please tell me what happened. All right. 2 a.m. He left the house at 2 a.m. It's minus 16 degrees. All right. You were walking. You were walking. All right. And where were you going? Subway. Sandwiches? That's when the men approach you? Did you see them? Do you have any? Okay, what do they have on? MAGA hats! MAGA hats on in Chicago? Excuse me one second, Mr. Smoot. Yeah. Frank, come here for a second. Find out where Kanye West was last night. Oh, oh, oh. so when when there there there's legal stuff going on, the 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 place to go is legalinsurrection.com. So in case you didn't hear exactly what happened with the trial, Mary Chastain over at legalinsurrection.com. First, before the verdict came in, she was talking about. Smollett facing six felony charges for allegedly faking a hate crime against himself. And they're all disorderly conduct charges. And, of course, Smollett claimed two white men beat him up and yelled racist and homophobic slurs at him on a cold January night in 2019 in Chicago after 2 o'clock in the morning, said they hit him, put a noose around his neck, poured bleach on him. The police immediately unraveled his story the evidence pointed at Smollett hiring the Osendario brothers to attack him. Abimbola 
Osendario, told the court Smollett paid him and his brother Olabinjo to carry out the hate crime. The jury watched a video of the three men supposedly doing a dry run of the hate crime the day before. All right, so the verdict. Count one accuses Jussie Smollett, or as Dave Chappelle would say, Juicy Smollett, either way, of telling responding Chicago police officer Mohammed Baig at around 2.45 a.m., some 45 minutes after the purported attack, that he had been the victim of a hate crime. He said two attackers put a rope around his neck. Guilty! Count two refers to Jussie Smollett telling the same officer he was a victim of a battery, describing attackers beating and pouring bleach on him. Guilty! Counts three and four are when Jussie Smollett made the same claims to a different officer, Kimberly Murray, later that morning, just before six o'clock in the morning. Guilty! Count five accuses Jussie Smollett of again telling Officer Murray at around 7.15 p.m. he was a victim of a battery. Guilty. Count six refers to Jesse Smollett reporting on February 14th, 2019 to Detective Robert Graves that he'd been a victim of aggravated battery. Not guilty on that one. Now, why he's guilty on five, not guilty on the sixth one? I can't call it, fam. I don't know, Holmes. But Mary Chastain over legal insurrection says, never forget. And she links to a tweet that Joe Biden did on January 29th, 2019, where he says, what happened today to Jesse Smollett must never be tolerated in this country. We must stand up and demand that we no longer give this hate safe harbor that homophobia and racism have no place on our streets or in our hearts. We are with you, Jesse. (sighs) Also, Kamala Harris. Same day. January 29th, 2019 who said, Jesse Smollett is one of the kindest, most gentle human beings I know. I'm praying for his quick recovery. This was an attempted modern-day lynching. No one should have to fear for their life because of their sexuality or color of their skin. We must confront this hate. Now, Kamala Harris and Jesse Smollett were buddies. They were friends. And she was trying to get some kind of anti-lynching law passed through Congress as a United States senator. So the timing of Jussie claiming to have been almost lynched was uh, pretty convenient. Pretty convenient. Uh, The great Kyle Becker over beckernews.com says the jury saw Jussie Smollett conduct a dry run a day before staging his fake hate crime. Meanwhile, this is what Democrats had to say about the Jussie Smollett Race hoax. Eric Swalwell, you remember him, right? The congressman who uh, 
allegedly had the long-term indiscretion with the female Chinese spy. I try to put things delicately, you know. He said what happened to Jussie Smollett is vile and tragic. Thankfully, he will recover, but hate crimes like this are happening more frequently, egged on by careless, hate-filled rhetoric. We start reducing these crimes by rejecting the speech. Neither can ever be accepted as normal. Now, the funny thing about it is there's so little um, racist hate among white folks for black folks, they have to manufacture it. There's a lot more demand than there is supply. You know what I'm saying? Bernie Sanders, Bernie Sanders the same day, Bernie Sanders said, the racist and homophobic attack on Jesse Smollett is a horrific instance of the surging hostility toward minorities around the country. We must come together to eradicate all forms of bigotry and violence. Nancy Pelosi, same day. Oh, oh, she has deleted this tweet. <laughs> she said, the racist homophobic attack on Jesse Smollett is an affront to our humanity. No one should be attacked for who they are or whom they love. I just want to be loved. Dude, that's so wrong. She says, I pray that Jesse has a speedy recovery and that justice is served. May we all commit to ending this hate once and for all. You know, do you ever wonder when clearly and obviously godless anti-Christian liberal all of a sudden out of nowhere says, I pray about this or I pray for this person or what? Do you ever wonder who they're talking about? Because Nancy Pelosi, obviously she rejects the God of the Bible. Who's she praying to? Just a thought. Just a thought. But see, Jussie's been hold, held accountable. But I don't think these politicians will be. Uh, ben Shapiro. The great Ben Shapiro. Uh, <laughs> last night, right after the verdict came out, he said, tonight... Jesse Smollett can rest knowing that his attacker has been convicted. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because um, I'm saying um, Jesse himself was the attacker. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've been watching too much Norm Macdonald lately. I came across a, a YouTube video of the great, the late great comedian Norm Macdonald. It was a compilation of a bunch of different times that he had told a joke and then explained the joke to the host of whatever talk show he was a guest on. Funny stuff, funny stuff. See, what we're talking about here, what we meant is, see, uh, the attacker was found guilty because Jussie's the attacker. Yeah, yeah, see, So, um, Jer Jeremy Boring, co-founder and co-CEO 
uh, Ben Shapiro's uh, platform, Real Daily Wire, says, never forget the left went all in on the Jussie Smollett hoax. They wanted it to be true. They didn't care that it wasn't. And not just the media, the Obama political machine, all but obstructed justice to protect this race-hustling fraud. They wanted riots. Unforgivable. Yeah, well, wasn't it Michelle that talked to her buddy Kim Fox, the prosecutor in Chicago, and got her to not prosecute him? And he wound up getting prosecuted anyway. But Again, go back to January 29, 2019 on Twitter. The Reverend Al Sharpton said, and I quote, the reported hate attack on my friend and brother, actor Jesse Smollett, is despicable and outrageous. The guilty must face the maximum. So, uh, <laughs> no, we have fun. We have fun. Uh, the great uh, Chuck Ross, investigative reporter over the Washington Free Beacon, says Reverend Al obviously supports maximum sentence for Jesse Smollett. Yeah. Now, there's a guy I follow over on Twitter. He used to go by uh, Monkey Boy, Metric Buttload. And uh, I think he got banned for life, so he came back as F6-1000. And he says, the real lesson here tonight with the Jesse Smollett guilty verdicts, Kids, you really need to put more effort into faking your hate crimes. No? That's the real lesson here. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's... I know, I know, I'm easily amused, but I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Put more effort in your hate crimes. Now, this is pretty good. I don't know if you realize. Oh. Oh, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Hang on. Hang on. I, I can't say this yet. I can't. No, because we got it. We got it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Here we go. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. It's the Doc Washburn Show Tweet of the Day. All right, all right, all right, all right. Doc Washington Show Tweet of the Day brought to you by the car dealership that believes in freedom. RedRiverYourWay.com Your freedom to buy the car, truck, van, or SUV, however you want to. Go online and they will hook you up and drive that vehicle to your front door. All right. Doc Washington Show Tweet of the Day. And we got to give credit here. Somebody who goes by uh, Moondog, Mooneyham 42 on Twitter. Jussie Smollett. The first American to scam Nigerians. <laughs> I, just, I just thought it was kind of funny. <laughs> no, we have, we have some honorable mentions for Tweet of the Day. Donald Trump Jr. says, I'm just happy to live in a country where people will go to jail for attacking a gay black man. There's absolutely no place for that bleep in America or anywhere else, and I'm happy the perpetrator was brought to justice. <laughs> As that was, 
I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was pretty good. Another honorable mention for Tweet of the Day, uh, the great Greg Price over there on Twitter. Senior digital strategist for X Strategies LLC. The great Greg Price says, I was just on my way to Subway and was confronted by two men holding chocolate, chocolate chip ice cream cones. They recognized me from Twitter, punched me in the face, and said, this is Build Back Better Country. I'm crying and throwing up everywhere. Yo, good morning, America. Interview me. <laughs> that one probably should have been the tweet of the day. It was honorable mention. And folk are, are, are responding to it saying, I am skeptical of this story. Real Biden supporters would have shouted how he has lowered gas prices by two cents a gallon. <laughs> Another one said, Greg Price is one of the kindest, most gentle human beings I know. I'm praying for his quick recovery. This is an attempted modern-day chocolate coning. No one, no, one, <laughs> no one should have to fear for their life because of the color of their ice cream. We must confront this hate. <laughs> Another one said, but did they throw bleach at you saying have some COVID treatment as well? Without that, this story lacks a certain je ne sais quoi. Y'all know what je ne sais quoi means? It literally means I don't know what. Another response to Greg Price, who said he was just on his way to Subway and was confronted by two men holding chocolate, chocolate chip ice cream cones who recognized him for Twitter, punched him in the face, and said, this is Build Back Better Country. More responses. One said, beating you up is infrastructure. (laughs) Another one said, that's what you get for going to Subway. Another one said, have you heard from Don Lemon yet? (laughs) Another one said, don't even tell me they threw sprinkles on you. Uh Uh-oh, 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 uh-oh. This might be falling apart. Another one says, there is video of two of your colleagues purchasing ice cream at Baskin Robbins 10 minutes before the incident. Uh Uh-oh. See, that's... That could be that could be problematic. <clears throat> Another one said, don't bother with the police. Call your agent immediately. Get him to ask for a substantial pay raise. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny stuff, man. It's funny stuff. I know, I know, I know. I'm easily amused. But anyway, uh, be that as it may, we thank RedRiverYourWay.com for sponsoring today's tweet of the day and, and other tweets of the day. Remember, here's another one with Jesse Smollett. Picture of him smiling in the Nike 
the little swoosh for Nike. It says, believe in something, even if it didn't happen. That's beautiful. That's just beautiful. Now, speaking of hoaxers, y'all ever heard of this guy, Jim Cramer, over in CNBC? Now, it's come out that the White House has been uh, pleading with mainstream media, please, 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 let's talk up the economy. Let's tell people it's not as bad as what they think it is. Jim Cramer, CNBC, uh, said, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take one for the team. All right, first of all, to me, we have the strongest economy perhaps I have ever seen. See that number this morning? Ah, <laughs> you idiot. The unemployment number It's the best in years, not best in 69. We have all spotted the endless help wanted signs, the housing and apartment shortages, the tremendous demand for goods and services, a marvel to behold. Oh, people are confident about their jobs. I say fantastic. And the ability to even get better ones if they want to. They're spending more than I've ever seen, but they're doing it with cash, not on credit. They're doing so in a roaring 20s stock. Yeah, stop, all right. This is the same guy who uh, in 08 was telling uh, senior citizens of fixed incomes um, not to divest themselves of Bear Stearns. And you, you might know how that turned out. Prices climbed 6.8% in November compared with last year. Largest rise in 39 years. That's uh, it's remarkable, isn't it? That's remarkable. All right, we got some breaking news on the legal front. Now, Jussie was yesterday. Got some breaking news on the legal front today. Or as Mr. Rogers would say, Today, can you say today? Sure. I like the way you say today. Did you know that? Sure, it's a beautiful day. Today. Sure. Kind of day I like to put on my sweater and my loafers, you know. Waltz out in the front yard. Kick my loafers off in the wading pool. Watch little duckies, you know, splash around. Reminds me of candies. Fresh candies. Can you say butterscotch? Sure. I knew you could. I like the way you say that. Did you know that? Anyway. Sorry, I got off track. It's a Friday. It happens sometimes. I got off track. Oh. So people, uh, people listening live on the Podbean app, R. Bradford says, glad I found you, Doc. Wasn't sure I'd hear your program again when I learned about your departure from KRN. Hey, I'm glad you did too. And tell your friends. I find it remarkable that people are still finding out what happened. You know what I'm saying? So spread the word. I got a text from a congressman a couple of weeks ago said, hey, I just heard that you got uh, fired from KRN. You know, almost two months after. So, yeah, don't assume that everybody who also listened knows what happened to me. Some people might still be thinking, boy, he's on a long vacation. 
They might. Okay, uh, William A. Jacobson, the great William A. Jacobson over legal insurrection. U.S. Supreme Court leaves Texas fetal heartbeat law in place, allows limited future lower court challenges. So let's look at that. He says, just the other day, I noted Supreme Court sure is taking its time deciding Texas fetal heartbeat law expedited case. The court just ruled. In a complicated decision by Justice Gorsuch, the court has left in place the Texas fetal heartbeat law, the validity, the validity of which was not directly before the court, only whether pre-enforcement challenges could be made against state officials where those state officials had no enforcement power under the law, dismissed most defendants, but left an avenue for challengers to pursue in lower courts. Much of Gorsuch's opinion was responding to the dissent by Justice Sotomayor. Now, you might recall Justice Sonia Sotomayor is the self-described wise Latina. So from Gorsuch's opinion, here's a quote from Gorsuch's opinion. The court granted certiorari before judgment in this case to determine whether under our precedents certain abortion providers can pursue a pre-enforcement challenge to a recently enacted Texas statute. We conclude that such an action is permissible against some of the named defendants but not others. Because this court granted certiorari before judgment, we effectively stand in the shoes of the Court of Appeals. And he gives several uh, cases, precedent cases, that he refers to. He says, in this case, that means we must review the defendant's appeals challenging the district court's order denying their motions to dismiss as with any interlocutory appeal, our review is limited to the particular orders under review and any other ruling inextricably intertwined with or necessary to ensure meaningful review of them. In this preliminary posture, the ultimate merits question, whether SB8, the law in question, is consistent with the federal constitution, is not before the court, nor is the wisdom of SB8 as a matter of public policy. Ah, so they're just asking, hey, can we get a uh, can we get a preliminary uh, restraining order? And he's like, no. So Jacobson says, after identifying persons and entities who could not be sued because of sovereign immunity, Gorsuch found some claims could be made. Here's another quote. While this court's precedents foreclose some of the petitioner's claims for relief, others survive. The petitioners also name as defendants Stephen Carlton, Catherine Thomas, Allison Benz, and Cecile Young. On the briefing and argument before us, it appears that these particular defendants fall within the scope of Ex parte Young's historic exception to state sovereign immunity. 
Each of these individuals is an executive licensing official who may or must take enforcement actions against the petitioners if they violate the terms of Texas's health and safety code, including this, this bill, this SB8. Uh, brief for petitioners. Accordingly, we hold that sovereign immunity does not bar the petitioners' suit against these named defendants as at the motion to dismiss stage. So sovereign immunity is the legal principle that ordinarily you can't just sue government officials who are just doing their job. So I'm not, you know, we're getting way, way, way down in the uh, the weeds here. And I'm not going to go through the rest of it because, you know, then I'll put both of us to sleep. Um, but the upshot of what the Supreme Court did today was to allow the Texas fetal heartbeat bill, saying you can't do an abortion after six weeks, to continue to stand while the lower court is uh, deliberating the issue. In other words, they would not give a restraining order to the pro-aborts who wanted the abortion clinics to open back up and start killing babies again. So that was a good thing. That was a good thing. Um, <clears throat> by the way, it says here, Chief Justice Roberts, joined by the liberal bloc of Breyer, Sotomayor, and Kagan, would have allowed suit against additional defendants in what may be a precursor to the Mississippi case that we've been waiting to hear about that was just argued. That squarely puts Roe v. Wade in issue. Roberts reiterated the Roe v. Wade force of law. So what you're, my guess is what you're going to see in June at the end of the, uh, the court's term is a five to four Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe. Now I'm I'm not a lawyer. I'm not even the son of a lawyer. I didn't even stay in Holiday Inn Express last night, but that's that's my guess. My guess is you're going to see Thomas, who should be the uh, Chief Justice, Alito, Gorsuch, Amy Coney Barrett, and uh, Kavanaugh vote to overturn Roe, and Roberts with the rest of the libs decrying the newfound protection of babies in some red states. I I think I think that's what's going to happen. But anyway, you know, I've I've been wrong before. So, anyway, we'll we'll keep an eye on that. Um Now, let me just reiterate about the uh, the Jesse Smollett thing because I don't want to leave anybody out here. But um, the great Curtis Houck over at Newsbusters said, I know this won't shock any of you, but MSNBC's Joy Reid completely ignored the verdict in this Jesse Smollett case. And same with MSNBC's Chris Hayes on his show, the 8 p.m. Eastern Hour. Unsurprisingly, Rachel Madcow didn't cover the Jesse Smollett verdict either. You can add Lawrence O'Donnell to that list with the last word. And, of course, Brian Williams ignored the Jesse Smollett verdict on the 11th hour as he signed off for the final time from a Peacock network. In other words, every single show on MSNBC 
from 7 p.m. to midnight Eastern ignored the Jussie Smollett verdict. Even CNN repeatedly covered it, but MSNBC could not be bothered to even mention it. Wow. And again, Joanne Reed, January 29th, 2019, the same day everybody else is freaking out, says nooses never really disappeared as messages of a very specific kind of terror, but every time they're used, my God, it's chilling, praying for Jussie's full recovery and for us all. So as she takes God's name in vain and says she's praying for Jesse in the same tweet, you have to wonder, well, what kind of God are you praying to? I, uh, I don't get it. And I guess I never will. I guess I never will. All right. Um, let me uh, let me just remind you about something. We're going to play this little thing. It's only uh, it's less than 30 seconds long. Hang on. Thanks for listening to the Doc Washburn Show. We are unmasked, uncensored, and unfiltered. Many of you have asked, how can we help support the show? Really easy. Go to DocWashburnShow.com and click Become a Patron at the top right corner of the website or click the Podbean logo where it says, Be My Patron on Podbean. We sure do appreciate your support of the Doc Washburn Show. Indeed we do. Indeed we do. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for that. All right, now, that having been said, um, I don't know if you're aware of this. Um, this is from uh, Dr. Craig M. Wax, holistic family physician and media host, emphasizing prevention and healthy lifestyle because health is number one. But he's got a screenshot here about a trial of remdesivir in adults with severe COVID-19. So Dr. Fauci made remdesivir protocol for treatment. Apparently, NIH-funded clinical trials in Wuhan in February, March, and April of 2020, and then China terminated the study before it was completed. Then Fauci made a protocol. So the question is, is he running clinical trials on Americans? Well, of course he is. That's the way he rolls. That's the kind of guy he is. See, Fox News apparently suspended Laura Logan for comparing Fauci to uh, Dr. Mengele because they can only put put up with so much truth. But I'll say it. I'll say it. Fauci is our American Dr. Mengele. And I'll be honored if we ever get Laura Logan to come on the show. 
honored. Because that's the truth, y'all. That's the truth. Now, remember, CDC Director Rochelle Walensky admits that over 75% of Omicron cases in the U.S. are fully vaccinated people. Really? That's remarkable, isn't it? That's remarkable. Uh, the great Azubi music. Again, I'm not a big fan of rap music, but I might, have to, I might have to check this brother out. Because he just is putting out some wisdom on a regular basis out there on Twitter. He says, I just want to be left alone. I just want for other people to be left alone. He says, every day it blows my mind how this stance of just wanting to be left alone has become controversial and one requiring debate. I cannot coexist with people who are actively against my freedom to be left alone. Let's be clear. The people who refuse to leave peaceful people alone are 100% the aggressors. Don't allow them an inch of mental gymnastics to frame it otherwise. Just leave us alone. All will be good. Folks are running around talking about we need to punish people who are literally just trying to mind their own business and look after themselves and their families. People who haven't hurt them in any way nor infringed upon them, people they don't even know. It's, it's psychopathic. Yeah, it is, bro. It's psychopathic. It certainly is. What's wrong with just wanting to be left alone? Um, oh, this is good. The pandemic of the vaccinated is here. The plan is more lockdowns. Cases are almost certain to increase in highly vaccinated areas. Really? From the Atlantic of all places. Good grief. All right, President Trump has a new statement out. In case you missed it, whistleblower videos capture Pennsylvania election officials destroying evidence. Read the full article by Margot Cleveland with a Federalist. Don't mind if I do. Now, Margot Cleveland, senior contributor to the Federalist, served nearly 25 years as a permanent law clerk to a federal appellate judge as a former full-time faculty member and adjunct instructor at the College of Business, University of Notre Dame. She's very impressive. Article is entitled, Whistleblower Videos Capture Pennsylvania Election Officials Destroying Evidence. She says several residents of Delaware County, Pennsylvania, filed a sprawling lawsuit last month against the former Secretary of State, Kathy Buchvar. Delaware County, the Delaware County Board of Elections, and more than a dozen individual election officials. The lawsuit followed the release last month of videotapes taken by a whistleblower capturing concerning behavior 
by several election officials in the Keystone State of Pennsylvania. A source familiar with the lawsuit provided access to the tapes, noting the then unnamed whistleblower had come forward with video evidence purporting to show Delaware County, Pennsylvania election officials destroying records from the November 2020 general election. The videos were also filed with the complaint and a bevy of exhibits the plaintiffs maintained support the allegations contained in their 91-page complaint. The complaint filed by Delaware County residents Ruth Moton, Leah Hoops, Gregory Stenstrom, as well as the Friends of Ruth Motion campaign, prevented both, pardon me, presented both detailed allegations, alleged allegations, alleged violations of state election law during the November 2020 election and claims of a conspiracy after the election to hide the numerous problems and illegalities that occurred during the last presidential election. While the minutia of the election law recited in the complaint may escape the public's notice, allegations that the defendants conspired to destroy or alter election data, materials, and equipment to prevent the discovery of the fraudulent elections, pardon me, the discovery of the fraudulent results of the November 3, 2020 election and the violation of various state and federal election laws, when coupled with the videos, may finally awaken the sleeping masses to the cause of election integrity. Well, not if they don't hear about it. Not if they don't hear about it. And that's why That's why it's so important that you tell your friends about the Doc Washburn show. You know, I had audio the other day of the former chief medical officer of Pfizer saying that the Pfizer BioNTech vaccine had not been the cause of any deaths the vaccine, the vaccine alone, but other vaccines had been. Other COVID vaccines had been the cause of deaths. Now that's uh, that's a pretty stunning admission. And I spoke uh, Tuesday night to the Pulaski County, Arkansas Republican Party. And I said, you know, if, if you're not aware of that, if this is news to you, then uh, maybe you're not getting your news from the right place. We cover a lot of stuff on the Doc Washburn show that you're not going to hear about elsewhere. So, again, we appreciate you spreading the word. We really do. I mean, there are... A lot of things that that you need to know about, a lot of things that can really help you. One of them is the best kept secret in American healthcare. Let me ask something. Do you have migraines? Do you have neck pain? Back pain? Leg pain? Vertigo sometimes? Sinus issues? Allergies? Can okay, I look in the mirror? Does one eye look bigger than the other? Are your eyes off balance? Are your shoulders off balance? Look at a picture of yourself. Do you naturally lean one way or the other 
and they're taking a picture of you because that's how you feel most comfortable. Well, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be that way. You should be able to stand up straight. If your answer to any of these questions is yes, you probably need to get your atlas adjusted. That's how I got rid of my migraines, neck pain, back pain, hay fever for that matter. Let me explain to you how it works. Your skull weighs anywhere from 8 to 15 pounds. It rests on the top bone of your spinal column, the atlas, which only weighs 2 ounces. So it's really easy for your atlas to get out of alignment. If it does, your whole spinal column can get kinked up like a chain, restricting your central nervous system's ability to send impulses to the rest of your body. It can affect your respiratory system, your reproductive system, your digestive system, and yes, it can cause migraines, neck pain, back pain, and vertigo. Do yourself a favor. Call my friends at the Arkansas Upper Circle Center. If you're in Arkansas, call at 501-279-2009 for a free consultation to see if you need to get your atlas adjusted. Now, if you're outside Arkansas, go to their website, turnmypoweron.com, click on Find a Doctor so you can find somebody close to where you are. Turnmypoweron.com. You'll be glad you did. You'll be glad you did. All right, that having been said, pardon me. Um, so why do you think when they first started doing the, uh, the lockdowns with the China virus or the Wu flu, they shut down the gyms? New York Times has a new article. The coronavirus attacks fat tissue, scientists finds. The research may help explain why people who are overweight and obese have been at high risk of severe illness and death from COVID. So why did they shut down the gyms? Why not a word about physical fitness? Why not a word about weight loss? Why not a word about vitamin A, vitamin C, vitamin D, any of that? Any of that? Why not a word? I don't know if you know about this, but um, uh, Biden yesterday reading words off a piece of paper as Bob Dole uh, lay in repose at the rotunda went something like this has certainly faced periods of division. But at the end of the day, we've always found ways to come together. We can find that unity again. Then the message said, end of message. You hear that? He has no idea what he's reading. Uh, today at the funeral, the Bob Dole funeral, when Biden spoke, he was almost sounding like he was gasping for air. And the message said, end of message. He has no idea what he's reading. Biden is like the political version of Ron Burgundy. I'm Ron Burgundy? And the message said, 
end of message. He has no idea what he's reading. No idea. Oh, Jesse Smollett. Anybody remember the um, actress Ellen Page who decided she was a boy and had all kinds of um, destructive surgery? Well, back in 2019, when she still was acting like a female, she went on Stephen Colbert on CBS, and it was like this. Of a media that's saying it's a debate whether or not what just happened to Jesse Smollett is a hate crime. It's absurd. This isn't a debate. I agree. I agree. Sorry, I'm like... Not at all. I'm like really fired not up tonight, this but... Is how, this is how you have to be fired up. It feels up. impossible to you not feel to, this way right now with yeah. the president and the vice president, Mike Pence, who like wishes I couldn't be married. Let's just be clear. The vice president of America wishes I didn't have the love with my wife. He wanted to ban that in India. Oh, please. Again, this is before she uh, had all kinds of surgery to try to erase the fact that she's female. But what happened to Jussie happened to Jussie. How can you say it's not a, a hate crime? How can you say it's not a hate crime? Stephen Colbert, of course, he's not going to. He's not going to stand up for the truth. Oh, yeah, yeah, I agree. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. Sure. Remarkable. Uh, U.S. Representative Thomas Massey, Kentucky, says when a people are robbed of human dignity, it takes generations to regain because their children are also born lacking it. Forced injections Face coverings, one wears them because one is dirty. And medical apartheid are stripping Americans of basic human dignity. Don't give in. Right. Right, I'm not going to. Now, here's a tragic piece of news. Y'all remember uh, y'all remember Demarius Thomas, the guy that caught that long bomb from Tim Tebow in the playoffs a few years back with the Broncos to beat Big Ben and the Steelers. Wide receiver Demarius Thomas announced his retirement from the NFL in late June of this year, right? Now, oh, and he said he was happy and healthy six months ago when he retired. Now, former NFL star Demarius Thomas has died at the age of 33. 33. Police tell TMZ Sports they found Demarius Thomas deceased in his Roswell, Georgia home last night. Early indications are it was a medical issue. No foul play suspected. Um, 
a medical issue. Wonder if it was uh, related to a vaccine. Know what I'm saying? How uh, how could I think it wasn't related to a vaccine? 33 years old, in great shape, all of a sudden drops dead. How's that possible unless it's a vaccine? I mean, come on, man. Come on. It's... uh, it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. Wouldn't be the first one. Wouldn't be the first one. Now, I want to go back to, uh, let me go back to Jesse for just a second because. There's something you need to know. This uh, woman, this Kristen Clark, who is in charge of the Civil Rights Division now of, what is it, the um, Civil Rights Division of the DOJ? I believe that's what it is. She was a big purveyor of the Jussie Smollett hoax. Just so you know. Because she needed it to be true. She needed it to be true. Kristen Clark, to be clear, this is a bad move by the Chicago Police Department. And she was talking about Empire Star Jesse Smollett has refused to turn over his cell phone to detectives who are investigating the alleged attack that sent him to the hospital earlier this week. She says, to be clear, there's a bad move by the Chicago Police Department. This is not how you treat survivors of a hate crime. Stop demonizing survivors and casting doubt on their claims. If you want communities to trust that you will take hate crimes seriously. Kristen Clark, Assistant Attorney General for Civil Rights. Man, 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 man. This is uh, this is bad news. Bad news. Because you got folk in the, well, you know, it's like I've told you before. It's like whoever is pulling Biden's strings hires people to lie through their teeth. The great Molly Hemingway over at Federalist says, if you ever believed or claimed to believe Jussie Smollett's patently absurd lies, you should never comment on anything that matters ever again because you're either too stupid or too dishonest to have any role in public discourse. Now, remember... Black Lives Matter put out a statement 
Yes, they did. They put out a statement the day before the verdict came out that no matter what happened, they believe Jesse Smollett. Now, how stupid do you have to be? How stupid do you have to be? All right, the great uh, Ben Shapiro nails the uh, branch COVIDian religion right here. About two minutes. Okay, so our cultural thought leaders have now embedded the COVID lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. It's an actual lifestyle. You're a good person if you believe in the innate power of COVID. So, you know, those of us who are actually religious, we talk about two aspects of of worship of God. If you're a Jew, there are two things particularly you talk about when it comes to attitude toward God. There's yiras shemaim, which is fear of God. And then there is ahavas shemaim, right? Then there's love of God. Shemaim in this case being sort of a stand. Shemaim means heaven literally, but we use it as a stand-in for God's name. So there's fear of God and there's love of God. And as a religious person, you're supposed to have both. You're supposed to fear God's justice because if God ever implemented his justice with you, you would surely be screwed. And you're supposed to love God because God has given you all that you have and constructed a universe that is that is made for man, right? This is the basic idea of fear of God and love of God. And well, the paganistic secularists, when it comes to COVID, they have fear of COVID and love of COVID. They have a bizarre fear of COVID. They believe that only by by attempting sort of paganistic sacrifices, if they wear the mask, and if they dictate that you wear the mask, if they offer their children up on Mount Moriah as sacrifices to COVID, mask up the five-year-old and make sure that this kid does not go to a, this kid cannot go to Aladdin unless this kid is double, triple, quadruple, octuple vaxxed, then this will somehow, this will somehow prevent the wrath of COVID, right? Fear of COVID. And then there's love of COVID. These people love it. They love it. COVID has constructed an alternative universe where they get to do whatever they, whatever they want, where they get to dictate all the terms of engagement, where people have been more willing to give up power to government than any time in American history. People are just willing to, like they're throwing power at government, especially in the blue states. Like, okay, fine. You want to mask us? Please mask us. Please master, mask us. Please do it. Please throw, just do it. Please tell us what jobs we can and cannot work. Please tell us whether we can open our business, whether we can't open our business. And if we fear COVID and we love COVID enough, it will usher in a new kingdom of COVID glory upon earth where we build back better, where we wreck all the institutions, where we get rid of logic, where we get rid of data and we live solely on faith. We live as one in faith with COVID. That is the attitude. Yeah, it is. The great Ben Shapiro. Yeah, it is. Now, speaking of uh, the COVID religion, the branch COVIDians and the things you're not supposed to, you're not allowed to question. Um, Zachary, Zachary Stiber over the epochtimes.com, E-P-O-C-H. New article out. NIH says no documents available on removal of gain of function definition from website. The National Institutes of Health told the Epoch Times no documents exist explaining why officials decided to remove the definition of -of gain-of-function research from the NIH website. It used to include a 232-word definition of the research, but it was removed around the same time the agency disclosed that research it defunded in China, the research it funded in China, met the definition. 
The alteration took place sometime between October 19th and October 21st. The Epoch Times submitted a Freedom of Information Act request for any communication and other documents from between October 1st and October 25th relating to the change which had been authorized by the NIH Office of Communications and Public Liaison. The request was closed this week. The NIH said the Epoch Times, the NIH told the Epoch Times that it does not have documentation on the change other than the updated page. Department of Health and Human Services 2017 published a document explaining how to deal with proposed research involving enhanced potential pandemic pathogens or gain-of-function research. The department narrowed the definition of pathogens, both highly transmissible and likely to cause significant sickness or death in humans. The page in question had described the general definition of -of gain-of-function research that fell outside the scope of the HHS P3CO framework, according to an NIH spokeswoman who spoke to the Epoch Times in an email in October. She said, however, that information was being misused or used incorrectly and still is and creating confusion and still is. That's what she says. The NIH's FOIA office sent a statement on the change that was nearly identical to the one from the spokeswoman. U.S. Representative Morgan Griffith, Republican, Virginia, the ranking Republican on the House Energy and Commerce Subcommittee on Oversight and Investigation, told the Epoch Times that the change definition has only muddied the waters. Well, yeah, I would say so. The waters are muddy. The waters are muddy. And Doc Washburn's about to run out of gas on a Friday. I hope you have a great weekend. You've been listening to episode 43 of the all-new Doc Washburn Show. Today's program has been produced by Tim Terrible, directed by Mick Messy. This has been a terribly messy production. Portions of today's show will be taken overseas and dropped. If you like a transcript of today's episode of the all-new Doc Washburn Show, simply peel the roof off a Rolls-Royce panel truck and send it to Mansour's Computer Solutions, 7th floor of the Ephemeral B. Smoot Building, Whitehall, Arkansas, in care of Sheriff, Sheriff Mansour Semprier tenth. Well, that's the way it is. Friday, December 10th, 2021.